0: So, we're going to continue with the series, Tribe. Tribe. You know, last week, Pastor, Mr. Wally started on it. And there's one key scripture he read, and that's what we're going to start with. And that is in First Corinthians 12. we from, from verse 12. Just, I can't face that thing to read from that. Okay, um let's read this way. Okay, church, let's read together. One to go. So we're gonna read from verse twelve, thank you, to sixteen. Okay to seventeen. Twelve to twelve to seventeen. Okay, one to go now. One sp- Praise the Lord. In the verse 18, the says, but our bodies have many parts, but God has put each part where just he wants it. See, our body has many parts. He has put each of them just where he wants it. I know there are some animals, their heart is outside. I think I've seen the heart that is inside. is outside the body. That's how God created that, that one. But for us, God has placed every part of us at the right spot. So today, what I'm focusing on is the inner workings of tribe. As you see me standing here, a lot is happening inside but you're not seeing. A whole lot. My heart is beating. If you see it, you like ah, pastor the fear. Because most likely it's beating fast. Standing here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> My lungs is going back and forth. But looking at me, everything seems normal. But a whole lot is happening on the inside. A whole lot is happening on the inside. And every part is functioning on its own. Doing its own thing. But sometimes, there are conflicts. Sometimes the mouth will be so hungry to overeat. And eat something it's something that's not supposed to. Who will suffer your stomach will start rumbling but yet in all of that conflict the body still tries as much as possible to function as one despite the, the conflict the body still functions as one praise the Lord it's so like I said today I'm focusing on the inner workings of a tribe a whole lot happened at the background a whole lot even as a church which you can take as a tribe for this service to take place a lot has happened at the background for some what you just see is the choir coming up minister pedro comes up pastor comes up they do an announcement, and we go but for this service to happen a lot has happened at the back end and even after you leave on that sort of work will take place again. So instead of comes to clean, after you leave, they come back again to clean. So there's inner working things happening at the background just to see this service run smooth, just to see this tribe moves forward. But for all of that to happen, a lot happens. There are conflicts. There are conflicts. But I'm also focused on the conflicts. A lot for today. Before if I go further, let me lay some background on what is a tribe. What is a tribe? It says a group of people who share a common ancestry, coercion, language, or a leader. It can also refer to a political division, a close knit group. Oh, that language, might leave that one. But the key thing that I underline, <laughs> not to be open for trouble. One thing I have aligned there is culture. They share culture. The way they do things, the way they behave is similar. For us as a church, one thing that is unique to us, we are word-ruled. We speak the word. Whatever situation you face, before you want to call pastor, you want to declare the word. Yes, we will focus so much on prayer, but the answer of prayer is what? We pray the word. That's one culture that holds us. Then we have a common language. And what's that common language? We pray in tongues. That's the common language we have as a a tribe in church here. That common language is very, very essential. Very, very essential. Because if you take that out of a tribe, communication is a problem. Because one thing that fosters a tribe together is the ability to what? Communicate to interact then they share a common leader Pastor K is a common leader before okay, Jesus Christ is a common leader then take it down a step further Pastor K so we all share a common leader the one key thing I want to focus on in my message today is, is a close knit group is a close knit group going back to the body you see this tall man like six 6'6, but you can break me down to smaller parts. You can take the hearts out, the lungs, the bones. They are made up of what? Small groups. Same is applicable in church. We have what? Smaller groups. That makes us function. Before I get deep into that, let's read Genesis eleven. Genesis, let like, talk about the story of Babel. Basically, where it all began, where it's all division happened. Because that's where it started. The Bible says, they were all together as one. They were doing things together as one. They all gathered, let's build something. That would go up and say, ah, these people are great, they are famous. But just as God came into it, the picture. Like, if I allow these people, they will do a mighty thing. So, but what did God do? Is he put out, confused their languages. He gave them new language. They spoke different languages. And the Bible said what? They all left. But the key thing, I think I should be in verse. Let me see where you are. Go to, still go down to eight. Let me see. Go to nine. Good. So therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad, uh, over the face of all the earth. For growth to take place, it needs to take place in small groups. Growth does not take place in a very large group. If all we do in church is meet like this as a group, Sunday and Tuesday, we can never grow. The reason I'm this tall is that I'm made up of smaller parts that are functioning. My heart is doing its own job. Lungs is doing its own job. The bones are doing their own job. Every part doing its own job. I'm not just made of one big heart pumping to where. So one key thing I need to get across to us. For groups to take place, it takes place in small groups. And in church, we have several of them. The inner workings of the church rest on preserved Generation, David's army, Transformation, Caleb Fellowship, The Men, Caillou. all these are like the inner workings of the church. We have the expressions, which I've already called, the transformation. But all of this, if you take them out as a church, we cannot grow. You cannot grow. When God created the earth, the command was what? Dominate the entire earth. It didn't say, stay one place. Because that's what they were doing in Genesis 11. They stood, they all gathered in one spot, in one environment, and they were expanding growing upward. That wasn't God's plan. The plan was what? Fill the entire head. So for you to grow even in your own business, you need to start from that small place. I'm going to go there later. But growth takes place in smaller units. Another definition for a tribe says it's a collection of families descending from one ancestor a collection of families. If you take a local tribe, you see boys down to what? The house of Chikese, okay, that's their house. That's their clown. If you go to there, you see on that one, Rookie and her family, they are there. But these are what? Smaller units. Each of those small units all form the what? bigger one, the tribe if you take away the family you cannot have the tribe you cannot Another definition of a tribe is a company led by a chief with a staff so it's a company led by a chief with a staff which is basically every tribe has a leader every family has a leader The way I'm breaking it down, you started from a tribe to a family to an individual. For the family to grow, to achieve what it wants to do, you need somebody directing the affairs. If the family fails, the tribe will fail. I just need you to follow me there. So that means every one of you here present, in one form or the other, you are a leader. You are a leader. If you fail, then there's a problem with the general house. Praise the Lord. other thing too I want to emphasize. In small groups like this, Okay, let me leave that first. Let's go to the definition of a family. Then I will explain that. So what is a family? Families are small groups. A subset of a tribe. It is the means through which tribe expands and grows. It's also the place where culture, values, and other identifiers of a tribe are taught and learned. The language you all speak, our tribal language, is simply because our parents speaking it I don't think one of you or those of you that speak the language very well your father sat you down and said say this, say that, no you just what, for the man father you are in that environment you learned it, you picked it because you spend time in that environment same thing too in church there's no way you spend time in church and you not learn the culture of the church But way where you're spending your year attending the services. You're participating. You're connected. You do everything. You will definitely learn the language. You'll definitely learn the culture. You'll learn the system. Praise the Lord. So the family is essential in seeing the tribe grow. It's very, very essential. You can't take... For goods to happen, there must be that family. It happens in the family. That interaction. Let's read Genesis 18, 19. i going to tie it back to what I was sharing earlier. The importance of a leader. In a family... They learn the language most often time because the father allows it. If the father does not, there's a problem. Particularly in this generation, we have mixed uh, families like mine. Me, i from Mori. mine from Zambia, And the question which language they want to speak. But from the world go, i already told my wife. Me, said I can't even speak my own language. Away, <laughs> say but that was simply because the language of my house, that growing up was pidgin. Simple, and that's what we picked up, because that's what the head of the house allowed. So you, as I want to speak to the guys, for those who are mine, are yet to get about to get mine. Whatever you, everything rises and falls with what leadership. As a man, everything rises and falls with you in that house. In Genesis 18, it says, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. And he will keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. This is God talking about Abraham. That I know Abraham will lead his children, will bring them him. Not that they will send them. Mon a good church, will stay for house. Man, you they play. Might just watch the match. That's not it. That you as a man, you are the forefront of it. They are fasting. They are praying. You are the forefront. That's how they go to take place. Get me also Deuteronomy 6 verse 7. It says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. It all boils down to the word interaction within the family. And who is leading this? The head. The head. You are the one leading it. You are the one in charge. And if I break it down to the church, leaders in church, it still goes back to your role. This part of your role. That you are actually teaching the word. You are living the word. Not that in church you do this then your members see you at the office, workplace, is a different burger entirely. No, you're only negating what you're doing in church. That when you sleep, what you do, when you wake up, what you do, when you're out on the street, what you do, they are all same. That's how you move the culture. That's how you, you teach, you carry the word along, and you teach the people. Growth takes place in small units. And it's the leaders that will champion it. It's the leaders that will champion it. On well, that scripture, so I'll read again. Just to emphasize this. It's in Jeremiah thirty-five, five to six. Very interesting scripture. Jeremiah thirty-five, five to six. So then I set before the sons of the house of Rechabites, bowls, bowls, fulls of wine and cups. And I said to them, drink wine. Six. But they said, we will not drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, you shall drink no wine, you, sh- you nor your sons forever. Go back to the first five, it says, oh, it was God telling them, the prophet's telling them, say, drink this wine. But they say, ah, our papa said not drink. They were challenging God that our father said we should not. Guys, you have a very important role to play in your family. Because if you fail, the family fails. And leaders in church, when you fail, That department fails. Leaders in whatever capacity. When you fail, just know that. That is how you need to fail alongside. Because the inner workings of a tribe rest upon those small groups, rest upon those leaders. And as at this time, this father is long dead, though. Jonadab is long dead. But they have taken it as a tradition. Our father said we should not. Guys, what are you saying to your family? For those who are married, what are you saying to your family? And for those who are not yet married, what are you even saying to yourself? Because it starts with you now when you're single. Because it takes discipline. It's the discipline you carry. You manifest in your family. The man you are as a single is the man you're going to remain be when you're married. They see kindlizard go US, I see Lizard it go be. The promiscuous single man is the promiscuous married man. I do doesn't change it. No amount of anointing oil will change you from that day. So guys, a lot rests on you. Because growth takes place in small units. For every family, there are always problems, challenges. There are always fights. There are always fights. They're going to be fight. No matter how it is, if I sit down and let's begin to talk, you know the fight you fought with your siblings. It's not just an easy road. Because growth is painful. Growth is painful. It doesn't just come easily. But for every family, when you do that, put it this way, it's like you have advanced forgiveness for your siblings. Is it not? You already know, say, for some of you, that you share the same size with your sister or your brother. You know, immediately they show and they leave things they miss. And they might not tell you it's probably on Instagram, you see the post. If you start asking yourself, Is it not my clothes? And you go and check the wardrobe, actually. Yard is missing. But do we kill ourselves? From the moment that you see, you're already forgiving her. But it's a stronger relationship, the Bible puts. It's a chosen relationship, what is stronger than blood? Chosen relationship is stronger than blood. Yes, for families, you have been together as blood. But the Bible puts it, the one you choose is far stronger. It says a friend that sticks closer than a brother. For couples to come together, the covenant they they share is far stronger than the one they share with with their sisters or brothers. So, as a church, we all share a covenant. We all share, we all, we are all together on a covenant relationship. Every first Tuesday, we take what? The blood and the wine. That's what? A, A covenant meal. And we do it what? Together. So, I want to make you understand something that that's what we do. Because we don't wear dark clothes put chalk in a high, and start doing, make some chance. Because that's what we feel. We'll make it get some power. The main fact, we all pray together on that meal, and we share together, binds us together on covenant level. So I need that to seek him. That when issues happen, and the first thing, you want to pull up yourself. No. For the inner workings of a tribe, there are always going to be conflicts. There will <laughs> always be. But that conflict you share together is stronger than that issue. People don't leave family, but they leave organizations. Am I correct? And the church is that family. The church is not an organization. When you pick up you say, I'm tired, I'm retired, let me move. It's not an organization. The church is a family. Bound together by a covenant. Praise the Lord. Some stories to share in the Bible, just to emphasize this. Joseph and his brothers. They sold Joseph, like, clean... Forgotten. They lived their life. That is a done deal. Blood, sold. They took the money. They share them. they eat. They had fun. And that's one thing with the bad guys, though. We'll move on. If their sister had been among, I don't believe it can happen. If their youngest had been in that situation, it can never happen. Because she will always remind them. But since our guys. Longer, longer. longer forget that, and we we'll move on. But a good thing, the Bible says. Years later, they met with Joseph. Within an instant, everything went by, and they live life like what? Nothing ever happened. So conflict will always happen. Conflict, will always happen in a family? They will always arise. Because your church doesn't exempt us from conflict. No, there will always be conflict. But the covenant we share is stronger than that conflict. Jacob and Esau, after you've done everything, your father says, I'm going to bless you. You're the first son. They've planned everything. So they will give you your inheritance. They will sign check. They will give you everything. Only to see your younger brother come. That's smart Matthew. Then, years later, I come and they beg you. Oh, boy. You no, know, you can't have revenge. You don't plan. But yet, what happened? They forgive themselves and they moved on with life. They never denied themselves. The point I'm trying to emphasize in all of this conflict will arise in families. But the confidence they share is far stronger than that conflict. So they stick together. They stick together. Praise the Lord. I'm going to deviate a bit and I'm going to come back. because something I've been on my mind to share. But it ties to the benefits of small groups, of smaller units. When in a small group, it increases productivity and performance. It always increases productivity. When you work in a small group, it's a lot better. If you want to eat elephants, how do you eat an elephant? Piece by piece. Is it not? But if you say you want to eat it one day, you know you cannot. It's not, it can never be efficient, no, you will But if you take it bit by bit, you do it in record time. So when you work in a small group, it improves your performance and productivity now I'll leave me to something I want to share in Exodus 18. Exodus 18. It's a story about Jethro and Moses. And particularly why I want to share this. I've seen a lot of people struggle in church. I'm stressed. Because I've heard that a whole lot people going through stress. Stress, in a sense, is good. If it's the right, you're doing the right thing. Because for you to grow, you have to stress yourself. And that's where the stress comes in. But sometimes it's unnecessary. And it's not all the time you pull. You pull and you relax. You relax. And again, you pull. But some of you I see, probably the young ones, overnight you want to achieve that success. You want to do all the hard work overnight. Within two weeks, within one month, you want to do everything. But you're just going to break yourself. Because I see so many of you young in church breaking down because you're doing too much in such a very short time. Yes, God takes place in small, smaller units, but it's what? Over time. There's always a time factor to it. There's always a time factor to it. I wasn't born, born tall, six feet. I didn't step out of my mom's womb this big. I never did. It. But it happened what? Over time. Over time. So the story of Jethro and Moses. So Moses, I've been called to lead the people out of Israel God called him he was leading them and the story started with Jethro coming to the scene. so when Moses went on that mission he took his family, his wife and his two sons to go and stay with the father-in-law and that's the typical of what we face today for the young ones, young families you want to start a business, you want to start something and challenges will come there are support system you have, utilize them And that's what Moses did simply. Utilized the support system he had. He took the wife and the two sons to go and stay with the father in law. So they moved away from Egypt. And now things are moving. They're moving towards the promised land. Jethro came back with the wife and the two sons. Jethro had to stay back with her lines to watch. On the next day morning, he observed Moses. Moses sat down. The entire hordes of people all lined up to seek counsel for Moses. And they did that. He did that almost all through the day. Though the Bible didn't say this, but I believe it happened day after day. But Joshua called, Joshua called Moses. said, so what are you doing? You can't do it that way. And there are three things I want to share. Sometimes we are doing the right thing, but we are doing it the wrong way. And that can bring stress. You're doing the right thing, but you're doing the wrong way. I think in me Exodus 18, 13. It says Moses took his seat and served as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. He's doing the right thing. God has called him to do. But he's doing it the wrong way. That thing you're doing—is it the right? Are you doing the right way? That business, that task given to you at the workplace—you've tried it over and over and over. Yes, you're getting results, but you're not getting the results you expect. Moses was getting the results; people were being transformed, lives were blessed, but out of it, a crowd of a thousand—you could only attend to about a hundred or even less in a day. So go back. Check what you're doing. Because that's where stress will come. When you keep doing something and you're not getting the needed results, that can be very stressful. I, get, I, I know that feeling. When God have told you, you have the confirmation that this thing, go and do it. I you know, often time when God speaks, he doesn't give you the entire full information sometimes. Because sometimes he requires you to use your head. And use the word resources. Around you. If Moses have never allowed Jethro to come into the picture, the transformation he had, he wouldn't have gotten it. So one thing I want to share there is sometimes allow people to come into your into your life. Into that situation you're facing. Let people come in, let them see. Because sometimes they may just give you a different perspective on that thing. The only way to is you having that desire, or when I say kaizim, the Japanese call it constant and never ending improvement. That for every time you're only looking at what you're doing and finding ways to improve it. No relax. that. ah, this is the work. If it's not broken, no, 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 bother. No, because it's working it doesn't mean it's working the most efficient way. All you need is something that might go back and say, okay, yeah, it's working, but is there a better way we can do this? And sometimes you need an external factor to help you. And in the case of Moses, Jethro. You've been doing that business year after year, and your profit level has just maxed out. It's time to get somebody external. Just a discussion. This is what I'm doing. Somebody who's professional in it. And then when they met you talking with that person, ideas will start coming. Praise the Lord. The other key thing that I will emphasize be open to people's advice. Be open. Be open to people's advice. For Moses to have that transformation, he was open to hear people, he was open to take the advice from Jethro. He never said, That oh, is me, God. I've God. I've seen God. I can I discussed with God. God gave me the tell and wrote it. Who are you? Jethro my oh, I beg. He never minimized the counsel of Jethro. He took it was open to receive. Are you open? Because you've made 10 million naira. You feel you know everything. You feel you've made it. Go buy for you see how much that seminar will take you. Don't let the small success you've gotten right now shut you out from receiving feedback. Be open to receive feedback. Because that simple instruction given to him by Jethro, he implemented it and things changed. The other key thing, too. In what we put it this way, it's in a cooperation I make rice full pot. Collaboration is key. Collaboration is key. What was the advice given to him? He says, "Get other men who are what wise, who are good. Teach them what to do. Let them handle the smaller cases. You handle what the bigger cases." And that was simply it. What job you're doing, do you need to collaborate with somebody else? Because in family, that's what happens in family. We collaborate. No man is an island. In families, we collaborate. We do things together. This person is doing a show. We all gather there Buy a sponsor. This other person is doing his own. We buy. This person has posted something. We all go there. We like it. We post it. We collaborate together. And that's how Moses was able to move away. So these truths are simply share. I don't know the stress you're going through. but If you're open, open to advice, I think you'll get the right perspective to transform that business, to transform that situation. If you're open, if you actually allow people to come in, the white people, I will tell you, it will make you get a bigger result. Praise the Lord. Like I said, just a bit of deviation, I want to share with somebody there. As a round up, for any tribe to run effectively, there must be structure. And you see that all true in the Bible. From the very beginning, when God, the 12 tribes came into play, it started like a simple Family. They from there became a full nation. And with that, when they were sharing lands, they shared the lands based on the tribes. And each of them had their own function. I'm going to round up with Ephesians 4, verse 2. The Amplified Version verse 2 to 3. Okay. So, with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control with patience, bearing one another in what? Selfish. Keyword, bearing one another. Conflict will exist. See, in small units, you have the opportunity to step on me. Pastor is gentle. Pastor is quiet. Can't live with me in one room. Uh uh-huh. Now you gonna know what that pastor gentle. Because then now we are in what smaller. There's a the chances. The, there are chances that we will collide. I want to sleep with the AC on, but you you don't like AC. You want it to be hot, while I don't start. But it takes what. Bearing one another what? In love. That's the key. That's what we need to sustain family growth. That good we talk about in the family, you need this love. Because if it's not there, we'll tear ourselves apart. Verse 3. It says, make every effort to keep the oneness of the Spirit in the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful. Make every effort. Everyone of you here, make every effort to see that the church grows. My heart is working. Let me not say sure over time, but it's working two for seven to see that this guy grows tall and maintain his height. But unfortunately, nobody is seeing the, the work he's doing. Whether I'm sleeping or not, he's doing that. My lungs are doing it. My brain, yes, I might go to sleep, but see still walking. Giving commands to my heart, to my organs, to keep what? Functioning. So making every effort. You make every effort to see that the church grow. That as a church, we raise victorious people. That's our mandate. Be in your department. Be in your fellowship. Whatever way you are, make every effort. Put in the work. Don't go and say, now nah, they're work. Oh. Now nah, pass oh. No. If it's a one-hour time you dedicate to say, hey, once a week, I'm taking time to pray for church. That goes a long way. That goes a long way. I'm going to run up with this, talking to leaders. I've emphasized it. The tribe, the family, it still boils down to the leaders. Leaders, don't abuse your power. Treat everybody in your unit with respect. Treat everybody with respect. Don't think because you have made you... They made you in charge of uniform. That's more power. No, 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 no. For us to grow is everybody doing his own job. You as a leader, you are a servant called to serve. Called to serve. What I just shared is applicable to you as a leader. Be every one another with love. Be every one another in love. Growing up, I used to have this mind. Um, I had this discussion with my friend. Yeah, friend, I'll put it that way. Then I should be around um, eight, nine, or ten or so. That when I grow up, that's why I took my. When I grew up, then I had my younger ones. I will sit in the sitting room. I will tell you go and sweep the. You sweep the chair. You do that. You do this. You wash the plates. That was the mindset. Unfortunately, I didn't know I warmed. I would grow first. To do the work so that they will follow. As leaders, we are the forefront. You are the forefront. Your job is not just to direct, say, so This is the way. No. You're actually going that way. Follow me as I go that way. Praise the Lord. So, my final charge to every one of you be a part of the smaller units in church. Because growth takes place in small units. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, don't stop celebrating.